another episode of The Feminine Critique covering Fear Itself. We are somewhere in the middle of the series, and my excitement may have waned a bit, because I don't know about you, but don't know that I love today's episode, entitled Something with Bite. Um, I have been invigorated by the fact that we're almost done, so uh, yeah. I can take on anything. Well, I guess that also might be telling, though. Uh, oh. So let's talk about the pedigree behind Something with Bite. If you guys listened to our last episode, you know that we got really excited and then very not excited. Very sad. Yeah, a matter of a couple moments. It really was the, yeah... It was somebody baking you a beautiful cake and putting it in front of you, and then, like, before you could take a bite, peeing on it, right? I mean, look, if that's what you want to use, sure, I can get behind that. Would you have a but better it, analogy? No, but it, it is like, hey, take keep your stupid son away from something that might have been cool. Yeah, yeah. So, in this case, the reason we were excited was because this episode is directed by Ernest Dickerson Woo! Uh, of Tales from the Crypt presents demon knight um of uh surviving the game juice which i haven't seen but i hear is good oh you you'd love it it's so bananas and the other thing too and part of the reason why i was really excited for his episode wasn't just because i love his movies but also because he is a really accomplished television director um he has directed episodes of almost every show you can imagine including and some great shows including the wire um, he did some great episodes of The Purge last year. Uh, he's done, every time he's done a Walking Dead episode, you usually leave it saying, hey, that was a pretty good episode. And then you look and say, oh, no wonder why. Look who directed it. Um, great television director. The guy knows how to work within that medium. Um, so, it, you know, in his Masters of Horror episode, you and I both really liked. It wasn't yes. perfect. It had some script stuff. But it was really well done, enjoyable energetic, all of those things. Yes. Um, so this episode was written by... Max Landis. Yeah, poop. Insert poop sound. Yeah. Um, we've had to talk about this guy way more than we've wanted to, because we think he's a piece of shit. Um, and yet here he is, again. I know. I mean, this was probably the beginning of his career. Um, and again, we know this because he, his daddy is famous and got him jobs, so... Therefore, he was able to get work on this show, just like he was on Masters of Horror. And look, I don't just hate you because your daddy's uh, famous. Dan Levy is Eugene Levy's son. Schitt's Creek probably wouldn't have happened if that wasn't the case. But you know what? Dan Levy took the opportunity and made something really good. So I have no mm-hmm. problem with Dan Levy. I also don't think he raped a bunch of women, unlike Max Landis, where it's pretty clear that he did. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Uh- Honestly, I might have this, like, I'm actually glad that Max Landis is as terrible as he is, because I don't want to have to do that thing where I'm like, mm, I raised his artist. No, he's crap, and yeah, he's, his, he's his output human. is crap. So like, yes. <laughs> and that's the thing, is we haven't liked, I mean, I haven't liked anything he's done. I did not On, see, was it, is Chronicle his, the big thing that, like, was supposed to be his good thing that people really liked? Yeah, I, I saw Chronicle when it first came out. I haven't seen it since, so I don't know if past Christine's uh, opinions can be trusted. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but then American Ultra, which is Kristen Stewart and Jesse uh, Eisenberg, okay. which should literally be the best movie ever made, is garbage. <laughs> it's absolute trash garbage. I, I hate it with a fiery passion because 
that the way that Kristen Stewart's character is handled in it is really, really offensive. That's so shocking and, from somebody like Max but, Landis, who has such like, respect for women. He had it, like he had the keys, and he yeah. he he. He couldn't fucking get it together. Mm-hmm. And and that's really offensive. Like, great, you use nepotism to get an opportunity. Like you just said about Dan Levy. Like, then now fucking do something yeah. about like, Yeah, make, make it something. work for you. Yeah. <clears throat> so tell me the storyline mm-hmm. of Something with Bite. And again, we do spoil, um, which is such a subjective term in an, in an episode. Uh, but we are going to go through all the plot details. So if you haven't seen it and really want to, I don't know, I guess watch it on the Roku channel. Uh, but if not, Christine, tell us what happens in this episode. So this episode, um, so ba- uh, basically it's about a vet who gets bit by a mysterious animal that turns out to be a werewolf and then turns into a werewolf becomes a werewolf but then you 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 learn that werewolves can be good or bad they don't have to be like they don't or they don't have to be bad people it's kind of like which is actually as i'm saying out loud an interesting idea mm-hmm, like sure. being a werewolf doesn't make you bad being a bad person makes you bad right which i do i wish it had been about that because it's not um but then it in a shocking twist it then becomes an episode of Hannibal which is so (laughs) fucking weird so then there's all these murders around town why didn't someone just just go over this script I don't know it it might not have been garbage but it's a there's a there's a there's a serial killer and um we're like oh my god is the vet the serial killer is he a big wolf serial killer or is there another wolf serial killer out there and then come to find out it's a it's a man that that has a wolf costume that pretends to be a, a werewolf and kill people so that a werewolf will come and make him a werewolf which is just a lot of reference it felt very like Buffy that weird episode where they all thought that a vampire was going to come and turn them into a vampire um, oh yeah oh what is that episode <laughs> called season three yeah I can't remember what it's called yeah, um, that's, bother- that's really bothering me that I can't remember is it lie to me lie to me yeah that's it because it's yeah because it's the guy that she knew as a kid yep yeah and and so and then the man has a a wolf costume um and then he is the killer a man in a wolf costume not even a wolf which is like that is that season two of hannibal where jonathan tucker (laughs) the love of my life shows up and uh, i'm bringing it back to masters of horror jonathan tucker from dance of the dead shows up in a, in a costume and is is like a serial killer guy i haven't actually gotten back to season two of hannibal um but it was very that and it was it was weird and i was like well, oh this is like hannibal and what's interesting is as you're saying all of this like i almost this sounds great well yeah it does like because in theory there's things about this that really should work mm-hmm. and i had almost forgotten about the serial killer aspect of it because the flip of it is this ep- it's the tone of this episode which is so weird and the it it's trying to be comedic but it doesn't really seem to know how to reconcile that with oh no but here's this really bad dude who's killing people that we're supposed to like even though um i think this episode kind of has like one of the worst performances of any of these shows mm-hmm. um but here is our character. Our main character is uh, Wendell Pierce um, mm-hmm. from The Wire, who's a great actor and a very um, smart guy. Really, really interesting. To, if you follow him on Twitter, like he's very politically active and savvy and all that. And he is a treasure. He is a he is a great actor. Um, and he's, I mean, I guess he's supposed to kind of be like 
a slob. Like, I guess that's what they're going for yeah. in the beginning, that he's, you know, like, he's, he's, a, he's a big guy. He's overweight, and he forgets things, and he's a vet, but he's kind of lazy. So then when he becomes a werewolf, I don't really understand what kind of werewolf he becomes. Like, because we never really, I guess, see him as a werewolf until he goes and kills the bad guy. And I guess that's where it's supposed to be like, oh, no, see, you were good because you knew right from wrong. And now it's the end of the show and everybody's a werewolf except for your wife. So you're going to make her a werewolf. Like, I, I got confused and I shouldn't get confused in a 45 minute no, single no, story. No. The like, because at the end of the episode, so there's a couple because um, when they bring in the, the werewolf, um, it turns out that he is the son of this older couple who are vegan werewolves. Um and they're kind of hippies, like, you know, they, they own an antique shop kind of thing. And at the end of the episode, like, they're all sitting down to Thanksgiving together. And, like, they're eating vegan, but is the son now a werewolf, too? Do you know? Did I just um, not, like, did I just miss it? Because it seems like the end of the episode, because now the vet assistant, the other person we have to talk about, who I felt so bad for this actress, I don't know... Um, who is to blame if it is her or if it is Dickerson for directing her this way. But it was, she, again, like it's so frustrating because the tone of this episode goes everywhere and she is overacting so hard that it was uncomfortable. I loved her. Did you really? Yeah. She was like, she was awesome. I thought she, you know what? Like she reminded me of, um, uh, Angela Bettis in Sick Girl. Like, that's yeah. what she was doing. But that's not what the rest of this episode was doing. No. You know what? I might have liked her and gravitated to her so much because I kind of wished that her, the tone she was striking was the was tone the whole of the tone. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because I don't, I don't understand the tone of it at all. <laughs> like, because I, I actually, I actually didn't hate uh, the Wilbur character. I, I, I got what they were doing and I got what I was supposed to get out of it, I guess, but it was just really thin and mm. like under underdeveloped and underexplored. So like he's, he's a, he's a slob and he's unattentive and then becoming a werewolf makes him better, I guess. It's, I guess. But, so, <laughs> but like more attentive and more aware, but why and the implications of that aren't really explored at all because so, all he's really better at is like he's a little bit better at his job but that's that's like not even with his character that's just oh i'm i'm a, I'm a werewolf now so my senses are heightened so i can i'm better equipped to understand a, a dog's needs and he's better at sex right <laughs> like it seems to be it well, yeah but also he's more assertive and more attentive and okay and uh, has more pride in his appearance and the way he pr- yeah. uh, presents himself to others. But what I didn't get about the veterinarian skills is when we first meet him and he's like a slob or whatever, he still seems really good and really efficient. Like, I so what so did too. he gain? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he should be able to straight up talk to those animals and look at them in the eye and be like, you got a stomachache? Here's an aspirin, cat. I know that's not how you treat cats, but... <laughs> No, you give him enemas, which is really fun, by the way. Um, yeah, it's it's just weird. I don't know. And I guess I would, I mean, I guess if this is any credit, like, I don't think it should be, but it, I could tell, like, oh, yeah, this was written by the same guy that wrote Dear Woman, Oops. which isn't a compliment at all, but at least it means he has a style, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very childish and very... 
very surface and really not engaging. Yeah. And and like if he 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 probably wrote this script when he was like nineteen. Yep. And no no one said that it was bad. I mean, I don't even understand what that's like to just to just yeah. throw words on a page and have somebody make it and not have to like fucking grind and prove yourself <laughs> and beg to be paid attention to. So earlier like, today I watched the movie Whiplash, which I'd never watched before. Uh and the um, whole Is that which what's that? It's the uh Miles Teller jazz drummer. Oh, the drumming movie. Yes, yep. yes. And the whole thing is that J.K. Simmons is this brutal uncompromising teacher who just will never tell you you did anything right and there's a great moment when he says you know he says to miles teller the the two worst you know most destructive words in in the language are good job that as soon as somebody tells you good job then you stop trying then you don't think you have to try then you um you know once you get confidence then you can't see you, you stop trying to be better and now I don't necessarily believe that in full, but I kind of get it. And watching this episode, I'm like, yeah, I bet a lot of people over his lifetime told Max Landis, good job. And this is what we get for it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we probably got into this in one of the many other things we talked about him during. But like he would brag about like busting out a full length feature film script and like a couple days or right. something or a week. Motherfucker, that's, that's not, not okay. To be proud of. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, maybe I could do that, too. Would it be good? No. no. The difference is you're not Max Landis's child or John like, Landis's child. And and just imagine, like, like shitting out the script and having somebody make it. I cannot yeah. even fathom that. Yep. Yep. And having no, like, pride in one's in one's abilities or work. I just don't get it. This this one was was boring, poorly paced. Yeah. And there were shades of the v word isn't it the v word v word the yeah. name of the yep. uh messes of horror so that it, you know what they felt kindred those two episodes which which makes me think that that uh dickerson's fingerprints are on this mm. because it felt like his other episode but this one was just uh really not great yeah i could just could not because i didn't go into this as much as, you know, last week when we realized we'd be watching a Max Landis joint, uh, I didn't go into this wanting to hate it at all because yeah. I really like Dickerson. I really wish him more work. I wish him more features. I, I'm, he seems very happy doing television. He does great things in television. It's a great time to be a director in that medium. Mm-hmm. But I I just really want him to be more celebrated. So I was excited to watch this thinking, well, I'm sure he'll make it work. And I, I mean, and yes, we know I am not a big werewolf fan. That didn't bother me at all in this. The actual fact that I was watching a werewolf story, not a problem. Fine. Give me werewolves. It, there are, my problem with werewolves is always, A, they never look good. And B, there's only, seems to be only one analogy ever made with them, which is, see, deep down, look what's inside of you. You're, you're, you're an animal deep down if you dig. And that's really all I ever get from werewolf stories. And I think that's still true of this one to an extent. But it's just the tone of this one that bothers me. I didn't care that it was werewolves. The were- we see the werewolf. He looks fine, honestly, looks for, fine. for this. Yeah. It, yeah, better than I'd expect. But I, is it a comedy? Is Am I supposed to be horrified by what's happening? There are th- None of the jokes landed for me. Mm-mm. And there's so many of them. Yeah. 
the actors are all on different pages and they're they're not bad actors Wendell Pierce could do great things and I just don't think he gets much of a handle on what he's doing in this one (sighs) yeah and I have a question I mean it's probably I mean it doesn't matter but do you think that this family and these characters were originally intended to be black or do you think that that Hmm. Because, because you know what I liked? I liked that it wasn't like... And the V word had the same thing. It, yeah. was just like, it was just like a character that happened to be a black kid. Yeah. And you were like, oh, they didn't, put, they didn't style him weird. Like, no. He didn't get styled like he was from the streets. Right, and right. He was, and I, that gets so tired. Like, there are, yes. there are people that exist that aren't your stereotype of, of how... And also there are people who exist that are. But sure. sometimes it's nice to see this. And this seemed like a successful nice like black family and i was like well this yeah is which nice. is always refreshing right i mean that's say there's a lot you can say about cosby but the cause that was one of the, the very important things about the cosby show was that he's a doctor she's a lawyer they're a wealthy yeah. family and they happen to be black and i'd agree i think i doubt this episode was written with any specific race in mind or for a black family to be in mind i'm sure this was written as a mom, a dad, and a kid, and yeah. that was it. And it's just I so so often we see that, and yes. like whoever casts it, whoever's directing it, or whoever like visualizes it, just defaults it to white, and right. that's frustrating. Yes, because that that takes away a lot of you know potentially interesting choices, and and I so I appreciated that Same. here because yeah. it didn't it feel cool. like it had to be rewritten. It didn't feel like anything was out of place or trying too hard. Yeah. Um, it just felt like this. This is a, I bought them as a family unit completely. Yeah. Um, again, I feel like the wife also kind of had a crappy role to play because it just I don't know. I mean, her motivation is just I want my husband to have more sex with me, and that's hard to play oh, off. Such that's such Max Landis bullshit. If that's what it really feels like. And I mean, it's like this woman is probably what's supposed to be like in her late thirties, early forties. She's a mom. Um, her husband clearly doesn't have the stamina that she would like him to have. And it's just a weird one note character that seems to only her, her motivation as a character is you really just keep, want to keep having sex with your husband, even though, and not like, look, Wendell Pierce is not an unattractive man, but like he's introduced to us spilling jelly, uh, donut jelly on his shirt and he doesn't even care. Like, and she just wants to fuck his brains out. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, I guess that's how it works for you. I mean, you're the son of a famous person. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wonder if like he wrote it after watching season two of Masters of Horror and thought Meatloaf was going to get cast. <sighs> I, yeah, it's it's really it's really something. It's that's a strange choice because that that woman was a fox, yep. and like that could have been interesting. And it does do this interesting thing. So at the very end, you kind of asked this. At the very end, they're all gathered together, and they're they're like the vegan werewolves and his family and the the tech or the veterinary assistant. Who I guess is a is a werewolf now because she's been attacked by a werewolf. Is she? I have no fucking idea. No fucking idea. I, I didn't think she was. So I didn't think, I thought just he was in the family. And then he was like, well, this is great. And I, it, my life could be even better if my whole family were werewolves. And now he's going to go make his, he bit his wife. So his wife's going to be a werewolf now. And it made me 
laugh because the other day, for some reason, Zach said, oh, well, if I got bit by a vampire, something, 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 and then we would. And I was like, well, wait, how am I a vampire? And he's like, oh, well, I would just make you one. <laughs> I that. So there was this assumption of like, yeah. yeah, of course you'd just be one with me. And I was like, okay. So it felt very much like that. And and I wish that that had been good. Yeah, because that in itself is a really interesting question. Like, I can't believe I pose so many um, outlandish scenarios to my husband. Uh, and I can't believe I've never kind of gone through that with him of, hey, <laughs> if, do you, if I get turned into a vampire, do you want me to turn you into one? We should really have that conversation after we record. You, you should. Yeah. Because I was, I was shocked at how, like, you wouldn't even ask me or you just... Yeah, you... like, there's a consent uh issue at play there that I think you should maybe, I don't know, have a conversation with your husband. But I thought that was funny. But <laughs> I, I took it more as like the assumption that if something happens in his life, I'm going to be a part of it. And I thought that was sweet. Yeah. And there's something sweet about that, even though, I mean, yeah, he should have asked her before he bit her. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's because, I mean, yes, like in sickness and health, in, um, I don't know, in werewolfism or vampirism or whatever it, the case might be um these are important things i think to to lay out and and yes it is it is unfair because i guess the the moral of the story is that like as long as you are a good person being a werewolf just makes you like a better version of that person yeah there is that this is the problem with max landis shit it, 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 there is no moral yeah. like if you're you have to kind of we 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 clocked something else for doing this like it had no stance and we didn't know what the point Pro-life. of it was yeah yep. yeah like like t- you have to have some you have to present something yes. you can't just like it has to i'm not saying everything has to be this huge metaphor or allegory or stand-in for real life events but i don't know in in something supernatural it kind of does because you need it grounded in a relatable yeah. real life situation and i don't feel like this was yeah um because what is the the take i'm trying to think of like the takeaway of oh i learned not, and not again like we're saying you don't have to learn a lesson but there was he was never going to get quote unquote better had he not been turned into a vampire like he was still yeah. going to kind of be like he was probably going to die of a heart attack in 5 years type thing mm-hmm. um and so it wasn't like anything grander that happened it was just he happened to be the lucky son of a bitch that was on call the day a werewolf got brought into him mm-hmm. yeah just yeah Meh. yeah just a, a a sound effect boop boop do if you will type episode for me like, oh when everybody gets sad yeah like sad trombone like oh, yeah. what is it when you lose on price is right i guess price maybe right, that yeah, yeah. I, can, I know what you mean but i can't make that noise <laughs> nor can i i'm sure that i could google it but it's more fun if we keep trying boop boop do there we go yeah uh, on that note, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. How about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, that is the best review ever. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's I don't it. know. It, was, it wasn't bad, but it was boring. So I don't I don't know what you would get out of this other than the opportunity to see like a a a black family where yeah. the dude gets turned into a werewolf, which I don't know how many how many black werewolf movies are there. For real, like a nun. Yeah, good question. That's a good point. I can't think of anything. Yeah, that might be the only thing worth it. If, like, I wish somebody different had written it. Same, yeah. Because there's so many, like, you know, any episode we watch, you could say, well, you know, if you were really into 
this, then maybe this would work. Or, you know, people that like this kind of thing. But with this one, I have a really hard time finding the audience for it because it's the tone is so off and it's not funny and it's kind of trying to be, but it's not. I don't know who would find it funny. So yeah, the fact that it's a, um, like, I guess what, a lower or higher upper class black family is really the only thing of interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like, he's a vet, but there aren't that many shots of cute dogs. So. Honestly, there should have been more. There should have been more, yeah. All right, well, that's something with bite. Enjoy, or don't. Probably don't. Probably don't. Wah, 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 wah. Mm, look at this. Am I go record from that novelty party song? Aw, oh, man, Trey, look up at the sky. It's a full moon on the Sabbath. This is scary. Break it down. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He says, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the Wolfen clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Wolf Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolf. Werewolf Mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, that was that was great, Trey. Okay, it's over. That's a wrap. Oh. The next day, what happened? The Toma didn't teach. Oh, I got up in front of everyone to give my little speech. Then my teeth turned into fangs and my nails into claws, and I nearly dropped the Torah when my hands turned into paws. I growled and I roared, and my rabbi did as well. It was a rocking werewolf zoo at Beth Emanuel. Hey man, where'd you learn all these Jewish words? My manager, Harvey Lemmings. Werewolf vomits for spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't, I, I just don't think this, the idea of the song can sustain itself for that long. It doesn't, it seems a little sweaty now, so. This whole premise is sweaty. We had a reception at the Lachmont Country Club. They served a real nice brisket and an eight foot party sub. I danced with my cousins, I got money from my folks. We had a lot of fun making circumcision jokes Uh -uh. Then I remembered the premise of my song I was at a nice reception but the werewolf part was gone So we pulled ourselves together and we're wolfmen again just in time for Monster Fight to begin. No. All the country club employees were brain sucking pack. Who had all turned into zombies and were on the attack. No. So we fought them and some Draculas and Frankensteins too. Cause you gotta love Bar Mitzvah even if you're not a There's no such thing. We were Bar Mitzvah. Spooky, scary. No plural, Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. We were Bar Mitzvah. Cool. Airy boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't want this. I don't like this. This is scary. Turning into werewolves and stuff. You know? I don't know, Trey. I'm not feeling it. This ain't no dick in a box. Mazel tov.